Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of 8-Bits, the show where we interview the people behind the tech in hopes of ex- in hopes to inspire more folks to do the same. I'm your host, Brandon Minnick, and with me, as always, is my amazing co-host, PJ Metz. PJ, how's your week? Brandon, it's been a good week. Yesterday, <laughs> yesterday, I took the day off from work because... So the full story is a long time ago, I got invited to do a survey for Disney. I have an annual pass to Disney and they were like, oh, do you want to do a survey? We'll pay you. I was like, done. I have opinions. You need to hear them. And then you can give me money for those opinions. At the survey, (laughs) I'm in like a Zoom room with all these other people. And we're talking about what we like, what we don't like, stuff like that. And someone's like, oh, I really enjoyed getting to meet the rhinos the other day. And I said, excuse me, survey person. I need to talk to this other person here. What do you mean? Turns out there's an encounter you can do at Disney's Animal Kingdom, which is one of the four parks at Disney in Orlando. That thing you do, you get to like hang out and like touch the rhinos and like watch them get fed. And there's like a baby that exists right now, like a five month old baby rhino. And I was like, immediately, I went and started looking for tickets to that event. They were all out. I didn't get to meet a rhino. Uh... What I did get to meet were elephants. It's a similar tour, and I got to see elephants, and it came right up to, like, the area. Like, there's a distance between you and the elephants, obviously, because, like, you know, humans are terrible. But the elephant was, like, right there looking at us and being cute and, like, scratching its legs. So, really, that's all I need. It's been the best week I've had in a long time because I got to meet an elephant yesterday. Did you get to meet any elephants recently? It sounds a lot better than my week. I, uh... (laughs) We are we're, we're in crunch time at Microsoft. We have our, our big annual conference coming next week, Microsoft Build. And you would think, I don't know how many years Microsoft's been putting on Build, but longer than the six years I've been here. And, and you would think after, I don't know, 10, 20 years of hosting the same conference every year that everything would just go smoothly and there's there's plans. And no, every year it's a total crapshoot. Uh, <laughs> like... Everything happens at the last minute. There's people throwing stuff together. And so, yeah, I got to stay up. I was up till about 10 o'clock last night, opening up PRs for writing some docs, squeezing in some last minute code things. Uh, on, And then that, that's on top of just, you know, doing your day job because you still yeah. have to do your day job, even though exactly. we're all planning for this big conference. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to... Next week, <laughs> when all that'll be done, and I can I can breathe. Um, Microsoft also likes to do our yearly performance reviews around this time, which is just more that's, more work that feels listen, unnecessary for the, that's the timing. That's the exact right time to do that. I know you're hey. all very busy and stressed out. I'm going to tell you how we think you're doing at your job now. Right. I mean, I will say it is pretty cool at Microsoft because everybody works so hard in the month of May to get everything ready for build, at least in my bubble, in my developer bubble, uh, that June almost becomes not an off month, but that's when everybody <laughs> books their vacations. Like, Absolutely. Uh, Kim and I will be going to Costa Rica for a couple weeks. And it's actually for a friend's wedding, but yeah, we're we're adding a couple days on either either side of that. But yeah, yeah everybody, everybody kind of takes it easy in June. So I'm looking forward to June. <laughs> Awesome. Aren't we all looking forward to June? Well, I live in Florida, so not so much because it's uh, it's already hot. We had beautiful weather last week, and then uh, we're already getting into the heat, and I think it's just going to stay that way. Uh, 
Brandon, I have a question for you. How long have you and I been having these video chats about tech? Oh, goodness. Um, I mean, it started probably just over two years ago when we started coding together. We, we would meet every Sunday for two, three hours, and we would live stream here on YouTube and Twitch just yeah, us trying to build a website, even though we've never done, neither of us had done it before. <laughs> and I, I always love how you paint it like that. You're like, neither of us has website experience, but you had been working at Xamarin. You were currently working at Microsoft and you were a mobile developer. So like, I get that mobile and web are very different, but you know, you always said that, oh, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. And you'd be like, oh, we need to do this. And I was like, okay, I just followed <laughs> your lead. Uh, but it's yeah. Mostly it's, intuition. Yeah. <laughs> to that point, uh, you're the reason that I that I got into tech, that I started thinking I could do this. And uh, you're the first person to really say to me, you know, I think that you could probably do this. And that opened me up to a whole world of amazing things, of amazing people. I'm currently working at GitLab. Um, it's been a year. I had my one year on May 3rd. of, And so like, oh, man. I've got 25% vested. Like, ooh, it's fun. Ooh, there you uh, go. My friend even wrote me and was like, it's vesting day. I was like, it is, yeah. Um, but I just, I'm so excited because because of you, I got to meet a bunch of amazing people. And one of the amazing people that I got to meet and and and, and just encounter and learn from uh, is going to join us on our show today. And I'm very excited to have her. Everybody, please, please, please welcome to our stage, Tessa Creasel. So excited to be here and hear that lovely, lovely like introduction that you led me into. I I really like there are uh, uh, a handful of people. I can count them on two hands. We'll say handfuls of people who I really think have been a major important step for me in my tech journey. And Tessa, you are one because, uh, well, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about why you're so important to me and, and why I consider you so amazing. But first... We got to know who you are. So we need you to tell all the people at home who you are, what's your deal, and all the other stuff. Ooh, all the other stuff. I mean, we can Literally talk hours everything. about all the other stuff, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Tessa Creasel, um, currently head of platform DevRel at Snap, which I started there in early March. And I'm like just so pleased to be there. They're doing some really cool and exciting things. Uh, previous to that, I think I've been in DevRel for like six to seven years now, which is crazy long in my opinion. Because at the time it was like, oh, this is kind of new, even though it really wasn't new, right? But it was like newly known in the you know tech space. Um, and yeah, I've just absolutely loved it. Like we're going to talk about my like origin story, which really speaks to like why I love building community and all the things. Um, I don't know. What else should I share? I guess that's kind of like me in a nutshell. I, th I'm I think a you mom. And works. You're a yeah. mom. Oh mom. my gosh! How many, how many are how many are you a mom to? Um, I am a mom to three point five. I say point five because I have a twenty year old stepson who's amazing, but I totally claim him. But he has a lovely mother. Um, three <laughs> with me and my husband, and then another bun in the oven that you can't Yay! see below. Oven so buns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Oh, motorcycles. Oh. Yes, okay, I ride motorcycles. Yeah. That is something <laughs> terrifies me. Like when I found out that about you, I was like, she's way cooler than I'll ever be. Because I, have like, I have a, I a bike that. and it's got a bunch of anime stickers on it. And that's about as extreme as I'll get. I actually did. This is funny and dumb. Uh, I 
found out there's a, a motocross like track near my house. And normally really? I just ride on like a bike path and I saw it and I was like, I'll try that. Here's the hint. It's not a motocross bike. It's not a BMX bike. It's just a hybrid bike. I am six foot six and 270 pounds. And I was like, yeah, let's take some tight curves and go over. I fell and broke my handlebar and, and skinned up my knee. And there were kids there and I heard laughter. And then I heard, are you okay, man? I was like, I'm fine. And I walked my bike out of there and went home. So yeah, motorcycles are not going to happen for me. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm kind of a gearhead. Like my dad doesn't have any sons. Like it's just me and my sister. Obviously he has like son-in-laws now. Um, yeah. And so he always like brought me around. He used to do like mud racing and other kinds of racing. And so he'd bring me with, and I was like his like son. Right. So um, I've like always been super into cars and then just recently got into a motorcycle, bought my first motorcycle last summer. It is now just sitting around because I am pregnant and we'll be having a baby, but you know, we'll pick it back up after things cool down from that. So yeah, probably one of my favorite hobbies. Just imagine a very tiny motorcycle for the baby when it's born. Um, <laughs> oh, that's cute. That's a good idea. I'm, I'm sure there's a born to be wild onesie in its future somewhere. Um, <laughs> Guarantee so, it. Yeah. Tessa, you hinted at that we, we want to talk about your background. So yeah, right now, head of DevRel at Snapchat, in charge of all of it, right? All the DevRels. And how do we Besides get AR, there? I guess. Besides AR. Uh, so how do we get there? What's your what's your path that took you into tech and into DevRel and into community building? Yeah, well, let's start at the way beginning, which I think is a really fun and cool story. Uh, so I dabbled in. So first son, he was born in 2008. I am from a super small town. So what you do is you get married, you have kids, and then you figure out life after that. <laughs> so I was pretty young. I think I was 23 when he was born. And, you know, I was home with him. He had just been born. I think I was actually like towards the end of my pregnancy when I first started. And I was like, I'm going to learn how to like write some code because I've always been super into tech. Like I'd fix VCRs. That like really ages me quite a bit when I say that. No, <laughs> I'd like I'm fix VCRs when I was a kid. Yeah. Yeah. Like when I was a kid and like fix little viruses on like early Windows computers where like it was a lot easier to do that then. Um, anyways, and so I'm like, okay, I'm going to dive into code. And so started kind of dabbling in like front end development stuff, just looking at source code, looking at different templates, figuring out how is it being built, try to learn kind of the very fundamentals of like HTML and CSS. Back then, like JavaScript was like straightforward. There wasn't React and all this other like crazy stuff. So I was like, yeah, I can do this. Um, mm -hmm. A lot easier to get in, I feel like. Um, and then I had been playing Guitar Hero. Like I was obsessed yeah. with Guitar Hero. Like obsessed um i know we talked about this before the show but we all kind of nerded out on how great guitar hero is <laughs> um so i wanted to bring together right i'm like uh staying at home with my kid he's just bored best baby ever like slept through the night like three weeks in so i'm like what do i do with my time so play more guitar hero uh and then started <laughs> realizing that i'm like okay let's like you know bring these people together that like i want to play guitar hero with because you could play online right but you couldn't build like build relationships at that time i don't even know if you could add friends on like video game consoles at that time oh, man. i don't know maybe it's like 2007 maybe yeah maybe maybe anyways right right going way back again aging myself going way back and uh and i wanted to like play with the same people right i wanted to be like i want to get better than like so and so or i want to like you know play with someone when we can constantly like uh push each other's like skill sets right 
And so I'm like, what if I built like a tournament community or like a tournament like hierarchy where people can come together? And so I was like, all right, I got these new code skills, right? Let's figure this out. So yes. I start diving into like, I'm like, okay, well, I quickly realized, right, that front end development is not going to lead to like a, a tournament hierarchy with data and people and all the information that, of course, you need a database for, right? So I started figuring this out and then decided I'm going to land on something that's already pre-built so I can learn from that and then move forward. And so I ended up leveraging Joomla, actually, which now is kind of like not all that active, but um loved it like loved getting into that and ended up meeting someone who was a php dev he also loved guitar hero so he kind of started teaching me some stuff and so then like i built out this like really cool like guitar hero community where yeah. people could like have tournaments with each other um it was awesome i bet we probably had i don't know like i think towards the end we were almost up to like five thousand members i mean it was like what? big yes like it was like <laughs> big like who knew so many people wanted to nerd out on Guitar Hero like I did? Um, so long story short, like it gets to probably like I would say 1,000 to like 2,000 ish like range. And Activision's like, hey, what are you doing over there? Because I'd like post in their community and be like, oh, like, do you want to come hang out with us? Or like, you know, come have a tournament with us? Like, not spammy, but just cash. And so yeah. Activision like reaches out and they're like, hey, you know what? Look, we're going to start putting your tournaments in our community. We're going to start like getting you involved. You're now a moderator. They sent me like guitar swag, like stickers yes. and sweatbands and like all the cool stuff. So absolute first experience in tech, like building something that went out into the world and like probably one of the coolest things I've ever built and will never be able to surpass the level of that's, awesomeness that it was. That stays on the resume forever. <laughs> right? Like GH Jammers. Thing. That's right. The GH Jammers. Tell, now, wow. is, this, is this still out there? Hold on. I'm I don't know. Let's, right I act, so after I started like having, getting close to like having a second child, I like gave up on it. Oh, it's not. I don't think. Anyways, gave up on it. But the PHP dev that helped me, like he took it over and he kept it going for a while. But then I think eventually it just kind of died off. But Oh, it was oh, so man. good. Wayback Machine, right. you might be able to find it. The Wayback? Oh, my gosh. Maybe. The Wayback oh, Machine yeah. is such a fun little, like, oh, I love time traveling on the internet. It's amazing. Um, <laughs> really, we peaked with GeoCities rotating flame gifts. I'm pretty sure that was the the highest oh, yeah. level of uh, technology we ever should have been to. So you were so were you, like, really good at Guitar Hero? Were you, were you like... I enjoy it, but I'm not like weird about it. Or were you like, a, I missed a note, I'm restarting the song kind of person? Could you do was through it... the fire and flames? Yes. <laughs> that's, that's the question on we expert. all want to know. On expert? Yes. On expert? Yes. Really? Wow. Yeah, like, I was I like, never beat it obsessed. <laughs> so you're really like, good. I, yeah, I wasn't like, I'm going to start over if I like miss a note. I was just like, all right, just you got to like keep trucking, right? Next time it needs to be better. I yeah. almost got to a point where I was like, I should start going to tournaments because I'm pretty good. Then again, kids, right? I like had a baby, yeah. and I was like, "All yeah. right, I gotta be a mom." So yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, kids uh, are well known for keeping people from Guitar Hero. Killing um, uh, your musical career before you <laughs> even got started. I right? had a uh, so when I was in college, I went to college in Gainesville. I went to UF, and I worked at a TGI Fridays for like four years while I was in college. And we had a long-standing agreement. Um, the bar manager and I. He said, "Look." Uh, we're going to have Guitar Hero on Tuesday nights here. You're good. If anyone can beat you, they get a free drink. And I was like, okay. So, like, I'd be at a table and I'd hear, PJ! And I need to, like, run over to the TV <laughs> and put on a guitar. And the rule was I had to play on at least hard. And they could play at any level they wanted. 
But, and this is the secret, and everyone who played Guitar Hero at the TGI Fridays in Gainesville between like 2006 and 2009, if you were playing at a lower level than me, you weren't able to beat me because the higher levels have more notes, and so I was automatically able to get more points than you. I was I was thinking the same thing as soon as you said it. I was like, Gotta they're never going to beat you. Yep. All you have to do is thinking, pass. <laughs> right. That's right. You have to finish, and Once then you win while. automatically. Once in a while, they'd be like, I'm picking Cliffs of Dover on Expert. I was like, oh, this is my worst one. Okay, let's do it. And they would get me like, free <laughs> Long Island iced tea or whatever. <laughs> uh, I missed my opportunity to be in Gainesville and play against you. Come on. Where were you? Up in right? the you know, northern Midwest, I'm pretty sure, at the time. Yeah, as in Minnesota then. Not visiting Gainesville very frequently, admittedly. Yeah, that Minnesota to Gainesville pipeline is not a, <laughs> not a robustly traveled Although I did get to go to Minnesota once for a Gator band, uh, I almost said field trip. It was not. It was for the Sweet Sixteen in basketball. That's right, Sugar Overflow. We're all at a conference. Yes, absolutely. Let's absolutely. do it. Ooh, yeah. If next time you set up a booth, just bring Guitar Hero, and when people, when people come up, great idea. They'll be like, "Why wow. do you have Guitar Hero?" Like, because it's awesome. They're like, "Yeah, but what's the catch?" Like, nothing. Just come nothing. play Guitar Hero. Come play Guitar. But then they have a line out the, down like, the hall. Stickers <laughs> in their bag and like I'm signing them up for like emails. <laughs> Listen, Guitar Hero uh, booth is a really good idea. All right, sure, is, over we're gonna do it. Me and Fatima, we're gonna do Guitar Hero. Um, good. Invite so me when you do this because I want in on this. Oh yeah, we'll we'll bring you in for sure. We need your community building where you can get five thousand <laughs> people involved to in play the community. Guitar I love that. So when I ask you, like, how'd you get into tech? Your first story is of using it to build community. And it is. That's what you started out with, and that's not the the normal route for people who are getting into tech. Normally, it's I get into tech and then I find community building after. So yeah. that's been your thing from day one, and. You're still doing it. So, like, I mean, I don't know. How do you, I, I'm going to take notes on this. How do you build a community of 5,000 people <laughs> who want uh, to listen and pay attention to you? Right? <laughs> Honestly, like, it's common interest, right? At the end of the day, like, when you build a community, it has to be common interest. Like, you have to find people who are, they don't necessarily have to be like you, right? You want, like, a diverse community, but they have to, like, have the same, like, end focus, right? Like, why are we here? What are we, what are we all working towards? Um, and honestly, I mean, like, look at how excited you got when I started telling you the guitar hero story, like before the show, like, uh, it, there's just this passion, right. And especially when it comes to like video games, when it comes to like tech, you know, I, there's a lot of things in tech that I feel like people get really jacked up about too. Um, like dogs, you know, some of those other like very passionate areas of like, here, here are my hobbies and like loves. It is quite, it's not easy. There's a lot of work to it, but it is easier to build a really strong community when you're all going after something that you all love. And common interest is really important. And it has to be something that you're like actually interested. Cause if you don't really care, you can't build a community for people who don't care. hundred percent. Oh yeah. Cause they're like, why would I even come there? Like, I don't care what you're doing. I don't, I don't have, there's nothing in it for me. Right. And that's what you have to define in community. What's so in it for them. Where do you find the best place to start is? Um, and maybe we can contrast back then in the Guitar Hero days to today nowadays. Like, would you start a Discord server nowadays versus a website 10, 15 years ago? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 
for Guitar Hero, 100% Discord server would have been, like, such a win. Like, how great would have that been? It would have probably, like, been way bigger than what I could have done. But, like, I'm actually, like, in retrospect, pretty proud of, like, how big that community got because it was on a website. So I really had to, like, go out, do the, like, hardcore marketing work to, like, bring in the right people, which, you know, at that time, like, I'll tell you right now, wasn't all that difficult. Like, that's not the case with most communities. But really, I like reached out to like Activision and like some of those other like platforms where people are spending time. And I was just like, hey, I'm doing a cool tournament. Anyone want in? And and of course, like if I saw that, I'd be like, I want in. Like I want to play against people so I can like get better, you know? So, yeah, I think I think having that like common interest like really helped. But I feel like when you've got a platform that can help kind of spread the word for you a little bit, it's really valuable. Um, you know, so like Dev.2, right? Super great platform. There's already a bunch of devs there. You can start to like talk to them and be like, hey, I'm going to get involved in your community and like start to like grow some interest. Um, video games today, I feel like, yeah, like Discord would, would definitely be like probably the top top platform to like leverage. But if I was building like a business community or something I needed to have analytics on and needed to report on, I needed to have kind of some of that like ROI stuff, like Discord would not be my choice. Um, but video games, definitely. Yeah, that's for hobbies. Absolutely. Get a bunch of people 100%. chatting about what they're doing, what they like. I mean, I'm yeah. sure and it's on all the time. Community... Yes, I'm sure the Guitar Hero community was like, there's arguments about like the type of guitar you're using. Like, oh, the one that came with two was better and had a better click. But like later on, like yeah, I used the rock band one with it, but it's not as good. Like that was my favorite game. Rock the, band was? Well the um no, sorry, Legends of Rock. That one was like my favorite game of Guitar Hero. I had to stick to Guitar Hero. Like I can't be a traitor. <laughs> I, did, I didn't like rock band when it came out because someone was like, You can play drums. PJ, you're a drummer. I was like, that's different. It's not, <laughs> not the that's same. like saying like a basketball player, oh yeah, you can do that little like arcade basketball game. I'm like, there's similarities. But it's not <laughs> still a video game it's like flying a plane right i could be a pilot if i know how to fly a plane some that's of those right. like dumb commercials you see and you're like yeah that's not how that works no, no. i'm glad you have flight, flight simulator. simulator yeah I, <laughs> right? I, I never did anything productive on flight simulator like, i would actually try and see how long i could go without taking off in flight simulator. <laughs> just driving exact, around yeah the exact opposite <laughs> of what you're supposed to do in that game Oh my gosh. Come on the intercom. Like, Shh, sorry, our flight's been delayed another 25 minutes. Uh, <laughs> We're just driving around. It's PJ again. Uh, we let him have the controls. And <laughs> so, building that community, that, that common interest, uh, having a place to go. And, like you said, Discord's the place now for hobbies. But if you're looking to do it for like business related things, you do need to have some results. You need to have some data. Um, yep. So you are head of DevRel Snap. Um, what are y'all doing with your community? What's what's going on? What's what's the inside scoop? Yeah. Ooh, I'm really glad that you asked because like there's so much exciting stuff going on at Snap. Um, like I'll share what I can, right? And and um, you know, allude for, for an to app that automatically deletes messages afterward. Yeah, I'm sure there's going to be some secrets. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not, not too many secrets, right? But I think like in general, Snap really has it focused on the developer ecosystem and creating like a developer platform. They've had it, right? SnapKit has been in existence for a few years where you can like log in with Snap, um, Snapchat, like as your, you know, authentic 
authentication method. Um, you can do some like sharing and things like that, but they're definitely like ramping up their developer offerings. And so when they talked to me about it at first, I was like, Snapchat, I feel like I'm a little old for the Snapchat audience. <laughs> Again, aging myself, right? Um, but then started to like learn what they were doing and like the audience that they're focusing on. And I think coming back to like where my passions are and um, if I haven't shared this yet, like I love helping people like love, 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 love helping people get into tech because for me, it was like completely self-taught. I'm trying to figure it out. You know, how do I learn how to code? We didn't have Code Academy. We didn't have all those great things that we do now. Um, and so the audiences that I feel like I'm going to get to serve are a lot of like Gen Z and a lot of like early developer audiences, because those are the folks that are really jacked up about Snapchat. And so I'm like, yes, I can get in, do a little bit of mentorship, do a little bit of like, um, you know, DevRel and community building. And so that's kind of like my excitement for it. Um, in general, we are launching a, a few different offerings and we just had um, a summit, which is under snappartnersummit.com. So if you want to rewatch that, we did that, I would say about a month ago, can totally relate to you, Brandon, with the build conversation. Like no matter what's going on, there's <laughs> always last minute things before you do something big like that. Um, so I'd strongly recommend watching that. Some of the really cool stuff you're going to see is a lot of like augmented reality that's coming into like real life. Um, and so trying on clothes, trying on, you know, different things like accessories, right. And being able to see like, what does it look like to have these items on me personally? Um, and then there's also some cool stuff going on with like their new minis and games platform, which is currently in a closed beta. So if anyone's like down for like getting into some like gaming world again, like we've been talking about, um, would love to chat with you, shoot me a Twitter DM and I can maybe get you into the closed beta. Um, anyways, there's just a lot of cool stuff going on. So some like building inside of Snapchat to really expand Snapchat um, and its total offerings. And then from the other side is like, if you've got a third party app, right? Like, what do you want to do with that third party app? Can you use the technology that Snap has to leverage that inside of yours? And that's kind of where Camera Kit comes into play um, and some of this other stuff. And so Camera Kit's the, the really like exciting thing that I get to help with um, outside of kind of that minis and games. And so... Um, yeah, I feel like that was very like high level, but watch the partner yeah. summit because there's just a lot of cool examples to kind of allude to like what you can do with some of the platforms that I'm helping support. So community side, we're just launching our community actually. And so it's super new. They haven't had a community. Um, and so that's actually going to be rolled out to our beta part partners and participants to be leveraged for like feedback and like conversations and really driving that engagement. Um, and then that will become more widely available when some of these newer products get out into the world. So lots of cool stuff going on man yeah tell me tell me more about that camera kit does that mean i could use the filters that snap makes in my own apps yep you also Ooh. can make your own filters which gets kind of into the ar Ooh. side of the house um so there's a person on who leads ar devrel uh his name is joe darko he's super great human being um he leads AR, the AR side. And so there's a lens studio platform that Snap has. You can actually go in and build all your own lenses to do all those different filters. Uh, but you definitely can leverage the Snap uh, chat ones that already exist. And then you can bring all that technology like into your third party app, essentially. That's, That's really wild. Cool. Oh my gosh, I'm excited. I have not been excited about that <laughs> in a long while. I'm like, no, no offense, but like, holy smokes, like all those things coming up. I'm getting into that kit now. I'm going to yeah. watch the Partner Summit. That's all absolutely happening. And I can't wait. I can't wait. Yeah, do it. One thing that I will share with you, too, is if you go into Snapchat today, and this is something that's just been getting rolled out, and so I don't know if everyone will have it, is that you can actually watch HBO Max with your friends. And so that's one of the minis that just released. Yeah, super cool. Um, yeah. Right? 
So that's like more <laughs> of that stuff that like you're gonna see from like uh, Snap coming out that like oh, I get to lead Devrel on, and I'm really, really, really pumped about. Amazing! We can watch the Batman together, Brandon. Yep, Ooh. friends. Can watch friends with yet. your friends. Watch friends with your friends. <laughs> that's so exciting, Tessa. You just told us like a million things that are happening, and that's all crazy exciting. And I, I honestly, I can't wait to dive into it. But like, it also sounds like that's a ton of things that you're doing and that you and uh knowing you from before this is what you and a lot of people like you and i and brandon do is we get excited about things we dig dig our hands into it and then we have a million projects we're doing so uh how do you deal with having so many things that you're working on and that you're you're, you're playing with yeah i will say like recently in my life i kind of i don't want to say kind of i full fully evaluated everything that I had going on and what was like actually bringing me joy and what was like consuming a lot of my time. And then taking this whole like outlook of like, what's actually bringing my family joy, right? Like I have a lot of kids and like, we have a big family and like, we don't always get to do all the things that I think that they want to do because I'm working on a weekend, not at my job. Snap is amazing. They would never let me work on the weekend. Um, <laughs> but like side projects, right? Like, you know, Devicate, I used to run Devicate and that's something that I decided to like actually like um, move on from and like allow someone else to take over. So I think, you know, projects are hard, right? Especially when you're early in your career, you're like, I want to do all the things. I want to learn everything. Um, I want to help everyone as I'm learning. Cause I feel like that's something that's like a great MO of like devs, right? Is like, I start to learn and then you're like, okay, Someone else helped me. Like, how do I help others? At least yeah. it was for me, right? Um, and so, like, I've actually kind of instilled this like new outlook of like, a, is it bringing me joy? B, is it bringing my family like anything, right? So, like, financially or entertainment wise or whatever that looks like. Um, and then, like, kind of effort versus impact. Like, what's the impact that I'm actually putting out into the world versus like how much effort is it taking on my part to do that impact, right? And so, um, at least that's kind of my tactics lately. But I feel like no matter what, I've I say yes to almost everything. I was going through this practice of saying no to everything and finally started saying yes. So I've like, I don't know, like six or seven speaking gigs over like the next few <laughs> weeks, which I'm excited about, but like had gone months of saying no. And I was like, oh, this is what happens when I start saying yes again. Yep. <laughs> uh, I mean, you want to get involved and you get excited and you're like, yeah, that's neat. I want to do that. Yeah, that's cool. I want to speak at that. Yeah, that's fun. I want to be in the beta for that. Like even now, just like looking at all the Snapchat, I'm, I'm like... Man, I got a lot of stuff I can go play with now. <laughs> yep. 100%. Brandon, you for sure know about, like, uh, taking on projects. I mean, you took me on as a project. That was the first <laughs> thing you said was I was your 2020 summer of the pandemic project. Um, so, like, so cool. what, what, do you, what do you think about, like, all this? Like, Tessa just said she had to take a, a step back almost. But, like, what do you think about all this stuff? Yeah, totally agree. Because uh, I... I started hitting that wall recently myself where I'm, I just had too many different things going on and was getting pulled in too many different directions. Um, and yeah, I, I will say I, I totally agree with Tessa on if it, if it doesn't bring you joy, don't do it. I mean, yes, there's things we have to do. Like I don't find joy in paying the bills, but you know, <laughs> I don't want to, the bank to foreclose my house so i paid the mortgage but i find joy uh, on having a place to live <laughs> yeah right but but yeah like your your job should be something you enjoy um your side projects should be things also that you enjoy and and if they don't that's okay 
because you can always change them out. But um, yeah, the the FOMO is definitely real. I I too speak at a lot of conferences, and I definitely hit the pause button during the pandemic and even most of 2021 because I didn't. I much preferred in-person events than online conferences. Online conferences just felt like I was watching a YouTube video or making a YouTube video as opposed to actually meeting people and hearing and sharing stories. Um, and yeah, now that conferences are starting to become a thing again, I'm seeing folks uh, you know, post pictures on Instagram and Twitter and share uh, the talks that they're giving. I'm like, oh, I wish I could be there. Like, Look at all, like, all my favorite people in this picture, and I'm not there. So I'll have to, yeah, I'll have to rejuggle some priorities to get back on the road a little bit. But yeah, just just be careful because yeah, when you start saying yes to uh, not even not even everything, but just too many things, eventually you'll hit that wall and recognize that. And it's okay to say no, and it's okay to sure. go back and let somebody know that hey. I bit off more than I can chew at this. I, I won't be able to get around to it for another couple months or maybe not ever. And they'll understand, I promise. <laughs> Open communication is the name of the game. <laughs> to be honest and say what's right. going on, you know? Yeah, it's way better than like staying up till 2 a.m. to crank something out because you made a promise and you're worried about not being able to fulfill it. If you just if you let folks know, they'll they'll understand. It's, it's I okay. definitely <laughs> I have a talk accepted right now for September uh, that I definitely need to write. But September might as well be five years from now in my brain. Um, oh yeah. So listen, DevOps Day Chicago. It's gonna be a great talk, I promise. Uh, but it's it's still in my drafts right now, just waiting. Um, so yeah. I understand. I definitely love talking at conferences too and just going and just being a part of that excitement. Um, I'm glad they're happening again. Uh, I think we need to take a break. I think we need our commercial break. I think it's time. Speaking of uh, bad segues, here's our commercial. (laughs) Hi, if you're hearing my voice, that means you've been listening to or watching 8-Bits with Brandon and PJ. And we're here to talk to you about your product. And how it can help you in your life by to do whatever your product does. So if you're an avid listener of the show or you watch us on Twitch, then you'll know that your product, your product is right for you. That's right. We are looking for sponsors. We recognize we're not going to become millionaires off of making this show, but hosting a website and stuff like that does cost money. So if we can just break even and you can use your help. Uh, So send us an email. Hello at 8bits.tv. We'll get to talking and we'll share your product on the show with all of our amazing viewers. Now, Tessa, there was recently this whole swirl that you weren't necessarily involved in but around with your previous company fast um could we dive into that just a little bit and probably first kerfuffle if you will yeah maybe first (laughs) let's could you explain the kerfuffle and let's (laughs) let's chat about kind of what happened with the fallout oh my yeah 
absolutely. I think PJ has like a really good sort of like chat about this too, of like sort of how we met, I think, which is, could be like a fun little additive, but um, yeah. So I spent some time at a company called fast. Um, They have recently shut down. So that kind of gives you the TLDR of where that ended. (laughs) (laughs) When I in mind on this story. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, So when I had started there, it was, just kind of like an interesting dynamic right and like going back and like hello tessa you should have saw all the red flags like with how it even started right like dom the ceo like reached out to me and he's like oh i want to talk to Everell." like specifically came to me and like interviews are super fast like here's an offer we want you to join they like definitely have some like kool-aid culture going on up in that joint that like Mm -hmm. you just get sucked into and you think that it's like positive culture then you get there and you're like holy hell, what did I get myself into? Mm. Um, so yeah, I just, I had, there was just a lot of, um, male leaders. I was a male dominated company. Um, and for whatever reason, I don't know if it's me or if it's them. I tend to, um, not always like have the best experience with like strong men because I don't back down. I'm it's not that I'm like mean or like sassy. It's just that I am, I'm strong. Right. And I've, I've been through a lot. And so like, I will speak my piece. I will, you know, raise my voice. I will share what I think matters. And especially when it comes to like my experience and why I'm at a company to begin with. Um, and so the lawsuit is public. Actually, if you go to my website, I've got a blog post on it where I wrote the whole story of what happened, then the whole lawsuit filing and some links to some PR stuff is there. Um, but essentially was like discriminated against for being a woman, um, mistreated in numerous ways. Uh, and so retained a really amazing attorney, actually one of like the best in the biz in San Francisco. She worked against some Tesla cases, some other like really big tech company cases. Um, she's absolutely incredible. Took my case on under contingency, was like really excited to pursue that. Um, and then they just decided like, okay, we're just going to shut down. So um, my lawsuit had been filed about a month before they decided to shut down, maybe a month and a half. Um, and then there was a pending lawsuit. They were getting demand letters for some from somebody else who was going to file a lawsuit as well. Um, I'm not saying like, of course, that's what happened, but I think they, you know, they just had this like path of like destruction. And I think, you know, some of the legal um, ramifications uh, maybe played into it. I don't know, but yeah, that's kind of my the summary. Chi- the chickens <laughs> were absolutely coming home to roost on that situation, and. This yeah. is uh, how Tessa and I met. Uh, Tessa was uh, head of DevRel Fast, and uh, I saw her on Twitter talking about how she was going to be building out a team, and she was really excited. And so this is February of 2021, and I was still working as a high school teacher. I had been coding with Brandon. I had been coding with, um, with Chloe Condon, making Twitter bots and websites and all this stuff. And uh, Tessa and I met on Twitter and she was talking to me about what she was going to be building. And I was fully in on what Tessa was building. I was excited about it. And I went through the interviews and I ended up getting an offer from fast that when I signed it on a Saturday uh, afternoon, it was rescinded by that Monday following Monday night. And that Monday is the day that I'd put in my two weeks notice at school. And, uh, Tessa, this was not a thing that you were even aware was happening. Because I remember I reached out to you and you were like, yeah, this uh, I wasn't told. I wasn't informed. I wasn't communicated with. And they did it without talking to me at all. So 
Yep. I was actually on, on like, bereavement leave. I always, like, forget what that word is. But basically, I was out for a funeral. Yes, Mm -hmm. that's it. That's it. Um, My grandma had recently passed. Man, I tell you what, some of the toxic stuff they did during that. Like, when are you coming back to work? Take all the time that you can. And then would call me the next day and be like, are you coming back today? I'm like, you told me to take all the time that I needed. My grandma just died. I just moved. Like, it was it was insane. But yeah, yeah, I had no opinion. I wasn't even in the office at that time. They called me like days. So they called me on Wednesday, I'm pretty sure, and told you on Monday. And they were like, oh, we decided to like, you know, rescind the offer. And I was like, what? Why? What and so <laughs> 100%. And like, I was a hiring manager. So I'm like, what is happening right now? Like, why am I not being communicated to? And essentially, like, they ended up having an all hands afterwards. And they're like, we hire the best in the best or the best of the best in our industry. So like, you know, they have to basically like have a reputation, right? They just wanted to hire like famous people in their area of work. Right. So that they could like get the marketing ploy. Cause like their whole end game is like, if we get the consumers, then we'll get, we'll get the businesses. Right. And so I think they were just like, how do we get as many people like loving fast as possible? And I was like, y'all are a bunch of idiots. You know, that PJA was a teacher, right? Like, going to be amazing at writing in all capacities and B, he's literally spent the last like six to 12 months sitting in documentation. He knows good and bad documentation. Like I can't find a better candidate for a technical writer than PJ. And they're like, no, it's just not working. I was like, oh my gosh, it's that should I should have left like then and there, but I made it two I mean, more it months wasn't, and then yeah, they fired me. Yeah, it, the the worst part about it is I reported everything that happened, and they fired me two hours later. I was like, "Do you all not know the laws? Like, when someone reports harassment, like you can't terminate them. Like, how do you not know how the actual like employment laws work?" Wild. wild. It was wild. I mean, so what? Not not that we're looking to give advice to Dom and the founders <laughs> of Fast, but you don't take it anyways. Uh, don't. <laughs> Don't be, don't do startups anymore. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, what, what you mentioned, it was a very male dominated culture that led to some toxicity, but what, what would be the first thing you would change if, if you did come in and you took over as CEO and you looked around and saw this happening, where, where would you even start to try and fix this? Well, if I was taking over CEO, then that meant that Dom was gone. And that would probably fix a lot of it. Like not to like straight talk crap about him, but like, like your leader, like plays a huge role into it. Right. Like what is the culture that your leader is instilling? And like, they would like sponsor like snowboarders. They sponsored like a NASCAR. Like I wasn't there when they did this, but I don't know if anyone saw like the historical like NASCAR burnout that like he did in a car. And I'm just like, why are you spending your money on that? And then having to like end up closing your business down and basically like making almost 500 people not have a job. Like, hello, just some like rationale of like how you spend money. Right. And how you treat people. So I think he'd obviously be gone. So that'd probably play a huge role um, into the company being in a better place. But I think it's just, you know, it's a matter of like diversity and culture, right? Like just like bringing all that in. I think there's a lot of amazing people that worked at that company and they were like drinking the Kool-Aid. I, I drank the Kool-Aid. Like I thought it was going to be really great too. I, you was know? I thought it was going to be the right? coolest thing that had ever happened to me. I was like, I'm going to get a sweatshirt and I'm going to go snowboarding and skydiving. <laughs> this is the life. And like, I remember afterward going, oh, that all was really not me. Like really looking at like the way they were advertising and being like, this is not actually vibing with like i didn't connect but i was so excited and i was so like 
ready to like honestly to work with you tessa because i was like looking at your resume and looking at what you had done and i was like tessa's gonna be great and then yeah. on top of that i was like oh it's a cool startup and fast life and fast culture and like absolutely and, and what you just said about it's the ceo top down culture is real it is 100 percent 100%. There was definitely some other leaders in there that were, you know, probably could have been replaced. Um, but I really do think that, like, that's a lot of where it comes from. When you see a leader doing those things, you're like, cool, this is what we should do. And it just, I think it just spiraled right into like the types of people it brought in because, like, that kind of egotistical person brings in a lot of other egotistical people. And, like, I'm not like that. Like, I'm like kindness first. Like, don't get me wrong. Like I said earlier, like, I'll stand my ground and, and I'll be strong. But, like, I do it in a kind way. And I think that like people matter. Right. And so, yeah, exactly. exactly. Be kind to all kinds is on my shirt right now. <laughs> Love it. Ugh. I need that shirt. Yeah. We'll say it's, it's interesting. Cause my, um, my wife is way more successful than I am. She's been VP of head of HR at multiple companies and yeah, she works with the founders, the leadership teams a lot. And it's interesting because a lot of times she's in the scenario where, uh, they're they're still too young. They're still too early in their careers. Uh, she's worked with a lot of late uh, founders who are in their late twenties that just haven't they haven't made those mistakes yet. Mm. And I've found that until you make that mistake, sometimes it's it's tough. It's hard to hear advice because it doesn't make sense yet. And you're like, well, why would I do it like that when I could do it like this? And then you do it like this and it's like, poof, it blows up and you look around and you're like, oh, oh that's why. And, and so that's interesting. I'm, yeah, I, I don't know Dom. I don't really care to meet him uh, after <laughs> no, what I've heard and read the stories. But yeah, I've, I found with, uh, in my wife's experience, a lot of times if, if you just listen to the experts in the room, you know, you, if, if he really is hiring the best people in the world to do the jobs, then let them do their jobs. So mm -hmm. when the head of DevRel comes to you and says, I found the perfect candidate, believe her. Believe her. <laughs> yes, believe <laughs> or, me, please. Or you know, when your HR uh, VP says to do or not do something, like trust them. Or And it kind of also comes from, if you're the founder of the company, you've probably worn a lot of hats over the months, the years while building it. And you don't have to do that anymore. <laughs> you, you've hired really smart people who know more than you and you can also let them do it. <laughs> yep. So it's, it's part of, yeah, I've if seen only it. That's what they did. <laughs> yeah, right. So yep. yeah, it's like, get out of your own way. Stop, stop trying to control everything. Cause you're not the expert anymore. And then, you know, you don't have to make those mistakes and watch stuff blow up. You can just trust me. <laughs> yep. Let go and let VPs do their job. <laughs> exactly. Have y'all seen the Uber show? Not to like, bring up more toxic. Oh, is that but... with... Um... Oh, no. Uh, what is his name? Yeah. Uh, no, Showtime. It's on Showtime. Showtime. Okay, I so... watched the WeWork one. Also really good. Haven't seen that uh, one. I saw that we were documentary, but not the not the oh. dramatization of yeah. It we crashed. It's uh, a is it oh uh, Jared Leto and Anne Hathaway are the yes. couple. Yes, Adam, I forget his last name. Wild. 
I haven't seen that one. Super pumped is the Uber one. I just had to, I had to Google Super it. Pumped. Super pumped. Right. Yes. As Joseph I started Gordon. watching. I love it. Joseph Gordon. Yes, that's it. I remember his oh. name. It's so sad because I really, really like him as a, yes, I love him as an actor. And I'm like, oh, you play such a horrible human being on, the, on this show, though. But like, I'm sorry. Like, maybe I should be a little more filtered as I say this. But like, watching that show was 100% me reliving the things I saw at Fast, especially the women that were like, oh, hey, we got leather jackets for all the dudes. But like, we couldn't get a discount to order enough leather jackets for the women. So like, you guys just don't get anything, you guys, right? Like, you women just don't get oh, yeah. anything. Yeah, like watch Super Pumped. It's a, it's basically like all you need to know about what it felt like to work at Fast. Hundred percent, at least from for my side. That's terrible. And like you said, like uh, later they were like, "Hey, we only hire the best of the best," and it starts to feel like that's the reason I wasn't hired because I didn't come with anything. I had like two hundred Twitter followers and like, you know, ten years of teaching kids. What do I know? So like that. Twitter thread, Dom actually put a Twitter thread out about that like a few days later after my offer was rescinded that was like, only the top 1% of people we're going to Stanford, we're going to this. And it mm. before anything ever came out about about me, which uh, Chloe Condon tweeted about it, and it, it made, it was the longest thread I've ever seen in my life. And it was naming and shaming, and I was just walking it going like, oh my, this is really happening. But before that, a bunch of people were dragging that, thread that dom had made because it was like so if you're only yep. hiring the best of best and you only do it off internal recommendations what does your team actually look like and you're not getting that diversity of, yeah you're not <laughs> getting that diversity of thought in there you're yeah. not getting those different experiences in there and now you're yep. limiting your scope of what you can see and do as a company 100 percent, 100 percent there's a lot of things. He fat shamed some people at one point too. Oh, like, you got to be happy to like, be a leader. And I was like, ooh. Yeah, he was smart enough to delete that one. Oh, man. <laughs> not, not smart enough to not write it in the first place. Yep. Yep. People remembered. People screenshotted it. There's, there is a, ma a major difference in leadership and not just CEOs, but people who are leaders. There's a difference between I've gotten into this leadership role and I know what I'm doing and we're going to do it my way. And I've gotten into this leadership role. I need to listen to a lot of advice before I make any kind of decision to make sure I know what I'm doing because I'm yep. not the best. Or you have a realm of expertise. And now as a person in leadership, you sometimes have to make choices outside of that realm of expertise. And it's just what Brandon said. You have to listen to the people who do have that expertise and do 100%. know what they're talking about. Well, especially if you're hiring the best of the best. I mean, if you're bringing in the best of the best, <laughs> why are you not listening to them? That's the part that blew my mind. It's like he said that, and I was like, so he thinks I'm the best of the best when it comes to Dalgrell, right? And I'm like, flattered, maybe. But then it's also like, you're, you're not even like listening to me. So, like, am right. I like, what value does that bring, right? And it's interesting because I've even experienced this down at, was it my level, the individual contributor level? You know, I'm not a manager, nobody reports to me, but I've been on the other side where, We've given feedback to our leadership team saying, hey, uh, it looks like one of the goals this year is this, and we don't really think that's doable, but here's some suggestions we have. Like We can kind of mold it using X, Y, and Z, and yeah, I've been just shot down, like told, nope, we're still yeah. going to do it, and we're like, so we just explained to you that how it's not going to work. <laughs> And it's going to fail, but you would rather see it fail so that we can prove it's not going to work instead of just 
listening to us and now we have to like devote hours and weeks <laughs> of our life to this uh, that's i prefer to that be was really tough probably. to deal with personally yeah, it's, like, it's like prove to me that this will fail it's like didn't I just do that? I just told you. <laughs> An MS Paint drawing of the thing with like a big red X over it. Like, yeah. <laughs> Dang, I it did was, the research. It was the weirdest conversation because it wasn't even like, oh, well, actually, no, you're just looking at it from the other side. Let me explain how I was visioning it. Like, it wasn't any of that. It's just like, nope, we're still going to do it. It's like, you wrong. Okay. <laughs> and then it There's failed. Some- <laughs> imagine that it failed after you told them it was gonna fail Weird, there's right? just some like real bad leadership out there real bad leadership and like sometimes i'm like how how did you get your job like i i blows my mind how you have gotten here like yeah but when you find the leadership and like the team that you love to work for it's amazing what it does for your productivity what it does for yep. your critical thinking for your mm-hmm. creativity, it's unreal how it can all change. And even like I, like I said, I've only been in tech for a year, but as a teacher, I worked at two different schools and under three different principals. And I can tell you, the leadership changes the way everyone works. 100%, 100%. Four different principals, I just realized. <laughs> that's an important caveat, y'all, all right? <laughs> that's right and tessa like i said uh had it not been for everything that happened at fast like either way i was i was gonna work for i was either gonna work for you or get to know you but the way that you treated me as someone who was worthy to be there you were my first tech interview the first person i ever talked to about work and you made me feel like i belonged and that's why I, i started this show with brandon making me feel like I belong. And the history of people who have been really important to me in in starting this brand new career are people who made me feel like I was exactly where I was supposed to be. And that's community. Because you are. Oh, well, to be (laughs) determined. (laughs) Nah, you're nailing it. That feeling is so important and that makes me want to do more. So Brandon telling me he thought I could do it, Chloe hanging out with me, you even offering me an interview and a chance to talk and then saying that you liked me enough to want to work with me. It it just meant the world to me. And so I'm so happy to be here. I need to know from you now that I've buttered you up and talked about how much I like you. (laughs) I need to know from you. You met me when I was young and when I was, when I was young, I was 34. Uh, When I was starting my journey into this brand new career, and it was impactful to have met you, I want to know what advice you would have for someone else who's starting in community or DevRel or tech or, or anything within this space. What's some advice you would give someone? Yeah. Oh, I have so much here. My keynote next week. Is it next week already? It is next week. Um, it's actually focused around this at that conference. So if you're in Texas, check out that conference. Like there's still tickets. There's a sale on the tickets. So check that out. Um, but I have tons of advice here and that's why I'm doing a 90 minute keynote on it. Uh, but kind of the, the TLDR really of my keynote is, is really about like giving back. So like you're in a place, right. Where you're getting started and you have to kind of find a mentor or find someone that you can, you can trust. And that's not always easy to do. Um, but there are a lot of really great, uh, different kind of niche communities, depending on what uh, language you're getting in. Like PHP has a really great one. That's kind of where I started. And I know they've got a powerful mentorship program there. Um, you know, they're kind of all over the place, right. Is, is these different kind of communities that will support you. 
get out there, give back as much as you can for me, like, and I'll, I'll kind of share the story in my keynote, but like, yeah, it was guitar hero, getting in a guitar hero, building a community, meeting people, expanding the people that I knew. And you can do that in a variety of different way. Like go to in-person meetups, go to online meetups, start hanging out and podcasts and live streams like this. Like just get in the chat, say hello to people, start to build a relationship. It's crazy how strong of a friendship you can build with someone over Twitter. Like PJ, like I consider you one of my dear friends. Like I adore you. I think you're amazing. Um, and like, we've never met in person. We've only known each other through Twitter and, and conversations like this. And so um, go out there and like, and try to meet some people. I know that's not always the easiest to do for some of us who, you know, like to stay behind screens. Um, <laughs> but I think the more that you can expand your network, the stronger it'll be. And then give back like a hundred percent. The TLDR for my keynote is like invest in others or invest in yourself by investing in others, right? And it's all about like give back every chance you get. You learn something super small and conceptual, write a blog post about it, teach someone else. Like every time you're hitting one of those landmarks, like share what you know so that others can like learn from you. And then there's gonna be this like two way street of giving. You're gonna get opportunities. You're gonna learn about opportunities. Um, it's just, it's, it's gonna be a great combination. So yeah, network, give back. Oh, especially giving back. Like that's that's yep. what drove me into education in the first place. I felt like I just wanted to share stuff with people and they were like, well, we can make 20 kids in a room be forced to listen to you talk for 45 minutes at a time. So would you like that? I was like, heck yeah, let's make some relationships. And I'm fortunate that I'm in a job now where it's all relationships and meeting people yep. and being earnest and authentic with those people. So it's very 100%. exciting. Tessa, I'm so thankful that we were able to have you on the show. Um, like I said, you're someone I immensely respect and look up to. And uh, I just, one day we are going to meet in person and we're totally going to high five and uh, hang out and just be able to chat and play guitar. Play hero. guitar hero. That's right. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm so, 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 so glad I got to join the show. This is really cool. It's been great to meet you, Brandon, especially hearing that you're like one of PJ's like monumental beginnings. Like, like I said, I just adore PJ and like, you know, the friendship we've built. So like kudos for being amazing. Hey, that's right. That's you're right. the you're the pathway, right? You connected right? me to Tessa without even knowing it. Glad, glad to help. PJ made it super easy. It <laughs> he was, did. We, we just had great. fun. That's all we did. <laughs> PJ did all the hard work. <laughs> Well, thank you for joining us on 8-Bits today, and uh, we're going to see you all next time. Uh, stay tuned to the website, 8-Bits.tv, and uh, we will catch you all later. Thanks so much. Bye, y'all.